Hey, so if this is your first time here or you missed last week, you need to know we're in a new series called Spill the Tea. Now, I know a lot of y'all, when you think about spilling the tea, you think about gossip or you think about um, telling something you probably shouldn't tell to the person you're telling it to. Uh, we're not spilling the tea in that way, but we are spilling some really um, important truth tonight and, and really telling some uh, deep parts about our lives. And so uh, tonight, I'm actually not the one speaking to you or sharing my testimony, uh, but one of my good friends is who leads, he leads Bible studies, um, small group or life groups on Sunday morning, 930 with the 10th grade guys. If y'all would give it up for Blake LaRussa. What's up, everybody? Thanks, Caleb. You know, I've been excited to come out and talk to y'all. Maybe some of you guys may know me. Um, I work out with the ninth grade guys, now 10th grade. But um, been looking forward to just kind of tell y'all a little bit about my story. Um, so a lot of us have a different story, especially in a church. Maybe this is your first time ever in a church. Um, maybe it's your thousandth time. Uh, so for me, I always grew up in church. I got drugged to church by my parents, right? Sometimes I liked it, sometimes I hated it, um, but I always uh, grew up in the church, and as far as when I came to faith, really, to be honest with you, I've, I've been a believer for as, as long as I can remember, really. Um, sometimes I think I wish I had a cool story, you know? Everybody, some people have these cool stories about how they came to faith, but yeah, so I've been a believer, but for me in my life, sports has always been a huge deal to me. Anybody love sports? So it's been my whole life, really. Um, from middle school, I had a passion for football and basketball. And that's where it started for me was in middle school. I loved sports, and I wanted to play sports at the highest level that I possibly could. Um, so come high school time, you know, I was always young in my faith growing up. And then once I got to high school, though, I, I took it a little bit more serious. Um, I started reading my Bible on my own. I spent time in God's Word and um, just grew from there slowly but surely. But I had this dream. I had this dream that I wanted to get a Division I scholarship and play football at a Division I football school um, and be the starting quarterback. And so that was my, my dream in high school. And so, you know, in high school, I had, I, I had uh, some, some, some success. Um, I ended up transferring from Grassfield High School to Bishop Sullivan in hopes that I could find, find this scholarship. Uh, but things weren't working out for me. Um, and I was really believing and trusting that God was going to make a way for me, that God was going to open up this door for me to be a starting quarterback, to get a, to get a Division I football scholarship. Um, but heading into my senior year for football, summer is the time where you get recruited, right? You go to all these camps. And so um, I had gone to like camp after camp after camp. And it was like all these coaches were looking at me like, oh, he's a good, good ball player, but he can't play here. He's too small. You know, I mean, just good arm, you know, decent kid. He can't play Division I football. Um, and I didn't want to believe that. And so I said, I'm not believing that. God's going to make this happen. God is going to make this happen. And so I went to all these camps. Um, Nothing happened, and I got real discouraged. And so the last camp of the season uh, in the summertime, and I went to this ODU camp, and I didn't want to go. Um, I had been to like 10 camps this summer, and I was like, you know, I just, 
I really don't feel like going. I'm worn out. I'm burnt out. Um, but my mom was like, Blake, you got to go. It's just, it's ODU's right around the corner. You can go there. I was like, fine, whatever. So I go to ODU, and sure enough, after going to 15-some camps that summer, God opened a door, and I threw better than I ever had in my whole life there. And so I got an, a preferred walk-on opportunity, which is not a full scholarship, um, but they pretty much just told me, hey, you can come play for us, but you're, we're not going to give you any money to play. So that season, I was still hoping I'd get a scholarship. Didn't happen, um, but I was at least happy I, I got something to fall back on. I can go to ODU, I can walk on there, and then I can get a scholarship. And so I put all my eggs into that basket, and I go to ODU. A month before I went there, though, um, I met with my coach, who this would be my quarterback coach. His name is Coach Whitcomb. And I'm all excited. I had a meeting with him. He's probably going to tell me, you know, all the, all the plans they have. You're going to live here. This is going to be your food stuff. You know, this is how it's going to work. I get there, and he looks at me and says, Blake, um, I just want to be up front with you. You are, are probably not going to play here. And not only that, but there may come a time here down the road, uh, the next few months, we, we'll have to evaluate you um, as you play, see how you are, but we might have to let you go um, in a few months. And for me, I was crushed. Like, this is a lifelong dream of mine. Like, God, are you, are you not here? Are you not with me right now? Um, and I remember being so discouraged. I got in my car right after that meeting with him. And I remember to this day, and this is about four and a half years ago, I remember to this day, though, sitting in my car, and I like, felt God telling me, trust me. Trust me in this. Even though it didn't make sense to anybody, trust me. And so from that moment forward, I knew, regardless of what anybody's going to tell me, my high school coaches, whatever they're going to tell me, I know that God is bringing me to ODU for some reason. And I believe still, I still had that dream, I'm going to be the starting quarterback, and it's going to all work out um, perfect. And so... I get to ODU, and at this time in my faith, um, God had really been working in me. My first six months there at ODU, I was finally away from home, and my personality, I'm a very laid-back guy, so I didn't really go out on the weekends anyway, wasn't really partying, um, so I, I found myself in God's Word a lot, and I would just read God's Word halfway just because I was bored, you know, I didn't have much going on, so... I'm reading God's Word a lot, but I, I remember, uh, I'll never forget my first day at ODU. Um, we got up on a Tuesday morning at about 5.30, and we go outside in like 20 degrees, and we have a, what's called a winter workout, which is just a miserable workout. And I remember sitting there, standing there, and I look like, you know, Captain America before he got all diesel, you know, when he had a big head or whatever. So I looked like him, scrawny, like a buck 70, and um, just tiny. I remember thinking to myself, God, you want me to lead these dudes? The average guy was like 240 pounds. I'm 170 pounds. I'm like, there's no way that this is going to do it. But I was like, you know what? God brought me here. He told me to trust him. He's going to do it. So year one comes around for me. And even though I had thought it, everything was going to happen so fast, right? I had these expectations that I'm going to get to ODU. God's going to open up all the doors right away. And boom, I'm going to play quarterback. And that's going to be my four years. And it's going to be the best four years of my life. Um, Turned out, though, it didn't happen that way. My first season there, I, I don't touch the field at all. Uh, I had to sit the bench. You know, I be, ended, towards the end of the year, I became a backup, but um, didn't get in the game at all. But I'm still thinking to myself, okay, one year, whatever. I know God's going to work this out. I know that I'm going to be the starting quarterback here. 
Um, surely it's going to be this next season. And I remember believing in it so strongly that I had a buddy on my team. His name was Travis. And Travis was a receiver for us. And I remember telling Travis that, hey, man, I know you don't believe in Jesus, but to, to prove to you that Jesus is real, I want you to watch and see what he does with me here at ODU in football. And so sure enough, I tell Travis that he was a guy I had tried to get to Bible studies. He wouldn't come. He'd, he'd be like, oh, maybe next time, you know, never came. And so next year comes around and it's my second season now. I'm like, okay, this is the year, God. It's going to happen for me. The first game of the, the, the season I get in in the second quarter. And I had always thought the second I get in, God's just going to open, open up the floodgates for me, right? And so three plays in, I get sacked and I fumble and I get yanked out and get benched, right? Don't go back in the rest of the, the game. And so that was my first ever college experience on the, on the football field. Um, and to be honest, the rest of that season was pretty frustrating as well. Another whole year gone by, and, but I still believed in it. I still said to myself, you know, God is good. I'm learning a lot. I'm growing a lot. He's, he's growing me. He's maturing me. Surely this next year, this is it. God's going to open it up for me this next year. And so Year three comes around for me, and this year I actually got named the starting quarterback at ODU. And heading into that season, I'm all excited. It's like, oh, it's a dream come true. Everything I've worked for my whole life, God's finally working it out for me. And so the first two games of the season go great. We, we were 2-0. We won our first two games. But the third game of the year, I get benched. And not only just benched, but I get yanked out by a 17-year-old, a freshman. And I'm a, this is my third, third year now, and I get benched by a freshman. And so essentially what that means as a quarterback in college football is your career's done. You're going to be this kid's backup for the rest of your career. And at that point in time, I mentally gave up. I was done. I was, like, I was so embarrassed. I didn't want to see anybody. Whole family was at that game. Um, extended family, that is, and I, and I get benched that game. It's like, man, this sucks. And I remember thinking to myself, God, like everything I believed in, everything I've been believing you for, and this is, I mean, I don't understand why you would do this. Uh, my heart wasn't in the wrong place. I didn't want to be a quarterback there so that I could use it for my own pleasures or anything like that. I wanted to use football as a platform to spread the news about who Jesus Christ is and I wanted to tell people about that. Um, but it wasn't God's time for me. And so I sat there and I remember just so frustrated. Uh, and I, got, I gave up mentally on football. And from that point on, football was not a game for me. Football became a job. And it became a job that I hated. I had to get up at 5.30 every day, film, run, lift, meetings, 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 over and over every day. And it was a, it was a job that I didn't like. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm going to pay my dues, get through my degree, and then move on to the next thing. Then everything changed for me. In March of 2018, this is last year, um, God did something really cool. I'm sitting in the library at ODU, and that's where I would go sometimes to spend time in God's Word. I would do my quiet time there, and um, I'm reading through the book of Acts, and I was in Acts chapter 18. I remember reading that passage. And as soon as I was done reading it, God spoke to me inside, not audibly or anything like that, but I just felt God speak to me. And he said, I want you to go place to place. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. All I knew was that I want to do ministry. 
and I want to do ministry full-time, and I want to tell people about Jesus for a living. Um, Still done with football, worn out with football. At this point in time, I feel like a 90-year-old man. Like, I got, like, my body's banged up. My shoulder hasn't been right in over a year now. So everything's, everything's wrong with my body. Physically, I'm done with football, but I still got to pay my dues. I got to get through this last season, graduate, and, and get on. Um, and then our, our season comes along, and we start out the year 0-3. Um, we had a bad year. Um, everything, uh, did, it didn't look good, and I was a backup at the time. Um, to this freshman who had, you know, I got benched too. And so third game of the season, I don't go in and I'm, I'm, just, I'm just done at this point. Um, but then our fourth game of the year, we were playing Virginia Tech. And I had always grown up a Tech fan. Um, my brother went to Virginia Tech, so I, I went to some games, I always loved Virginia Tech. But we were playing Virginia Tech and they were the 13th ranked team in the nation at the time. Um, the Sunday before that game though, uh, God did a miracle, actually. I woke up, uh, and I, I'll never forget it. Um, I woke up on a Sunday morning. This is six days before the Virginia Tech game, and God recharged my battery, and he woke a dead dream of mine, of football. I had always had that dream to play football, and God breathed life back into something that was dead. I had new energy, my shoulder pain. I hadn't thrown the ball the way I used to in over a year and that completely vanished. And I woke up that Sunday morning, God brought to my mind David and Goliath. And that story, and I saw in the newspaper, ODU has a 1% chance to beat Virginia Tech. And I remember thinking in my head, like, I wonder what David's odds were realistically to, to beat Goliath. And I was like, it's probably something like this. Um, Monday comes around, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching a sermon. Every now and then I'd watch a sermon uh, just to spend my time, I'd be busy with football, especially during the season. So I would just watch a video. And this guy was preaching, and he just so happened to be preaching about David and Goliath. And I'm sitting there listening to this guy preach on David and Goliath, and he says something. He says something four times in a row, and it didn't hit me until the fourth time. And he was talking about David, but he said, I didn't come this far not to throw my rock. He said, I didn't come this far not to throw my rock. And so I remember thinking of that and hearing that over and over, and it wasn't until the last time he said it where God really hit me in the side of the head with it, like, yo, I'm speaking to you. And so I realized that, and I'm like, whoa, what, you know, I got this new energy, God's doing something. Um, and so that's, that week goes by, and it's just the same thing. God had just breathed light into this dead dream. I had a fire for it again. And Wednesday, I even wrote in my journal um, on a Wednesday before that game, I don't know what God is going to do this Saturday, but I know he's up to something, and I know that he's going to do something big. And so, sure enough, four days go by, and at this point, God just kept working in me, kept speaking. I just like knew. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm walking into the stadium that day, and I remember thinking to myself, oh my goodness, God is uh, God's about to do something crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. I had no reason to think that I was going to get in the football game that day. My coaches didn't say anything to me. Um, But sure enough, the second drive of the game, I get thrown in. And nothing happened. Our quarterback didn't get hurt or anything. Nothing bad happened at all, actually. They just said, Blake, get your helmet. You're going in. And I'm sitting there on the sideline like, hold, what? And so I get thrown in the game. We're on our own one-yard line. And essentially from there, God just took over. Everything that I had kind of pictured 
that God was going to do in my life with football. Um, God, God put all of that into one, one day and in one moment for me on that day. And he did something incredible. We had a 1% chance um, to beat Virginia Tech. And I don't say any of this to say anything about what I've done. Um, I only say this to boast about our God, to boast about who he is, what he's done in my life. Um, in ODU, having a 1% chance to beat Virginia Tech, we beat them 49 to 35. And ODU stunned the number 13 team in the country. Um, and so that was like everything I had hoped for, dreamed for happened in that moment. And it was a uh, the coolest thing ever. I remember looking at Travis, that receiver who I had told maybe two years earlier, I said, Travis, I want you to watch and see what God does with me in football. Who after that, getting when I got benched at the time, I remember just being embarrassed, like, man, what a loser I looked like. Um, but I looked at Travis that day and I said, Travis, do you believe now? And he looked at me and he said, yes, I do. Um, and so to just see what God was up to in a much bigger way than football um, is so cool to me. Season goes on. You know, we have our ups and downs that year. And at the end of the year, I had to make the hardest decision of my life. Um, I ended up telling my coaches that I was not going to play my last year and that I was going to go into full-time ministry. And uh, that hit hard. And it was the hardest decision for me because I had my family members even. I had people in my life, everybody in my life, and for right reason, really, tell me, Blake, what are you thinking? God just gave you your dream come true. What are you doing? Why would you consider that? Um, but I just knew, I just knew that I knew that I knew that God was leading me to something different. Um, and so I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you and to kind of let you guys know, maybe you've been here, um, again, maybe you've been to church a thousand times, Maybe you haven't been, um, but tonight. Uh, but the reality is that you individually, everyone here, you have a story, and your story is powerful. Um, there's a verse that I want to read to you. Um, it's actually in the book of Revelation, and it's Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. And it says this, They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Every one of you in here has a different background. Every one of you have a different story here. Um, but regardless of where you came from, regardless of whether you grew up in a church, whether you've had a bad experience with church, you need to know something. And what you need to know is that God is real. Jesus is real. He is who he says he is. And he loves you very, very much. And there's another passage of scripture that I want to read with you. It's, uh, it's Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. And it says this, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And throughout my career at ODU, that was a scripture that I always held on to. Um, looking back after the fact, I would never sit here and look at you and tell you that, based on that scripture, that means life is easy. ODU, my expectation was that God was going to work it out, and this was going to be the easiest, funnest four years of my life. Um, but the reality was, it was the hardest four years of my life, but it was also the best four years. And so when we walk with God, when we're walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean that everything in our life is going to be easy, but it does mean that he's going to be with us every step of the way. It does mean that he does have an amazing plan for you. 
And it does mean that he is with you every moment along the way. So as I close, um, the band can come on back up. Uh, I'm going to close this, but I want you to think about that. You guys have a story. And I know all of us, myself included, our stories are continually being molded by God. Um, But I want to encourage you today to share that story. Um, Continue to seek him on a daily basis um, and share that story. Because what you're going to find is that a life with Jesus, uh, there's nothing better than it. Um, So if you guys will stand with me, we'll close in prayer um, and Dan will finish up. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you so much for this night that you've given all of us, God. Thank you, Jesus, as always, for who you are, the Son of God, that you came down from heaven and that you died on the cross because you loved us to save us from our sins. And we thank you, God, for every single person in this room tonight. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch every person in this room, that you would grow them, that you would mold them to be more like you and that you would draw them nearer to you. Lord, would you speak to them and just let them know individually how much you love them and all that you did for them, God. We love you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.